0: Hi everyone, I'm Sanjum Sashteva and you are listening to the podcast called which is here to inspire you. Hi everyone, for today's podcast we have a very special person who is doing such an incredible job at the rural work. When we talk about people living lucrative jobs and working in rural development, a very familiar face of Shahrukh Khan from the movie Swadesh Khan, wherein Shahrukh Khan chose to work for rural areas in developing the grassroots levels. We have with us a real-time hero who is working on the grassroots levels and solving the people's problems. He left his managerial role at the National Bank and chose to be there. So let us welcome Brigendra Shahi, who is an aspirational district fellow at Ministry of Home Affairs. He previously worked with IPAC which is indian political action committee and sbi youth for india fellowship so let us welcome neendre hi neendre how are you doing it is an honor to have you with us on the podcast
1: hi Sanjum. i'm i'm very good and uh, thank you very much for uh, having me with you and I uh, yeah, like uh, i really liked your introduction personally uh, but <laughs> Actually, the thing is that uh, I don't see this uh, fellowship or the kind of work I am doing as something that is very heroic or something. I -hmm. see this just as a professional work and uh, I try to do my best.
0: (laughs) That's a very interesting point. But working in rural grassroots levels is something an exceptional choice. Like coming from an MNC background and working in banks. You chose to work in a rural development fellowship, which is an incredible work. So I really appreciate people who put their efforts to work on grassroots level. So you are an actually a hero for us.
1: <laughs> that depends, like how you it. but uh, uh, but for anyone who is looking to work in development, I think she always would see it as something that that is very heroic or very unusual. I right. uh, I think the sector is evolving and uh, people are coming not only because of it sounds very uh, fashionable or something because it is of like it is also giving you a lot of opportunity to grow and right. uh, to learn a lot mm-hmm. personally i feel i have learned more than uh, i would have given anyone or anything or like all right uh,
0: great yeah. so it's a very so, so great learning uh, opportunity that you are recommending
1: yeah, of course, of course, of course. So it's it's not the one way. Like, like I learn a lot, and uh, I do some work which might or sometimes may not also benefit others. So yeah, it's both ways, Like give and take relationship, I would say. All
0: right. But yeah,
1: I do it because I like to do it. So it's, it's more about uh, satisfaction and uh, like what do you actually want to do in life?
0: Right. With this, I would like to question one thing, that fellowships in rural development, I say it makes me wonder what are these new concepts in Indian scenarios? Like we have heard of some kind of degrees, but not fellowship is a common term here. So we would like to take your deeper insights to understand what are rural development fellowships.
1: Yeah, uh, True, true. You are right. Like uh, these fellowships are a new trend in India. Mm-hmm. So the reason behind this is that since we have developed uh, like uh, I would say the country has developed a bit after the independence, mm-hmm. so it's a stage of development I see it as a stage of development where a lot of people who have some cushion in their life i would I would like to say uh, a lot of people who are second generation earners in their family okay. so since these types of people are increasing in our country mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them are thinking more about underprivileged people the environment and all so these opportunities are like a demand is there so this, these opportunities are there i see i see it as a, a supply and demand thing so yeah so because the social development sector is evolving and a lot of there is a crunch of human resource in the sector so that's why you see a lot of fellowship coming these days and uh, since there are people who want to do this kind of work, that's mm-hmm. why you see a lot of fellowship in this
0: Okay. And uh, <laughs> you were previously working with a national bank on the managerial role, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had a bright future, a promising future of working as a bank manager in the hierarchy of MNCs. So what inspired you to make the shift of working into the grassroots levels?
1: So, like, I had to do something to please my parents and family that I'm worth it. Like uh, I'm right. worth their education and their dedication. Right. So so once I had that and I thought like uh, my father and like my parents believed in me, <laughs> I had that uh, uh, courage in me to do something of my own. That like the thing that I always wanted to do. Right. I, I see uh, like, I see that people generally have to choose their struggle in their life rather than the one end. Uh, I see it as choosing a struggle in your life. So I think uh, working in development sector and working in a rural domain, mm-hmm. uh, this gives me more satisfaction because mm-hmm. whatever the struggle I do, the people who benefit from it, I think they are the deserving ones. So it gives a sense to my life. It gives a purpose to my life. And uh, that's the thing which attracted me to this sector.
0: Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. And you have chosen and invested a lot of years since fellowship from SBI Youth for India and continuously working on these projects. So with that, I would like to uh, just ask one more thing that uh, if somebody wants to pursue full-time into rural development, what are the suggestive options that you are suggesting to the people?
1: Like there are lots of opportunities. So like I would not say... Only you have to go for a good education in the development sector. You can like any anybody can come in development sector at any point of time. Even right. if you are an MBA, you can come. You don't really need to get a degree. Okay. A, a lot of a lot of educational institutions are uh, teaching these courses like Master of Social Work, and there are lots of things that, that that is happening in the country and everywhere in the world. But this is a sector where everybody is welcome. And I think, uh, in my personal opinion, a person who, who already has some skill, like if he's a in software in, in, engineer, if, if he's very good with technology, if he's an entrepreneur, like any skill that he has, like mm-hmm. if he can campaign very well. Right. So o- o- all these things are required in the development sector. So I think it, it is more about commitment. It is more about... Uh, be- because the biggest difference between... a Corporate sector and uh, social development sector is about the pay gap. You know, like the same fellow will get a lot of money in corporate sector and the development sector is not that lucrative a job. So it is more about commitment. It is more about your leadership skills. It is more about passion than any other thing. Right, right. Like skills are required. Like it is basic thing to do any kind of job. I guess I answered you whatever you were Yes, perfectly
0: well. Perfectly well. You answered each and every domain of the question. And Uh, uh, after your fellowship with State Bank of India, the Youth for India Fellowship, you had worked with the Indian Political Action Committee or IPAC. So what kind of work or what was the nature of work that you had done with that?
1: So, yeah, uh, I see development and politics as interrelated things. And IPAC is a pioneer in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that domain. like They are a consultancy who are working directly with the political parties and bringing a, a, a massive change in electoral politics of this country. So right. I was very, very excited to work with IPAC and I really enjoyed every bit of the day with uh, my four year stint with IPAC. Right. So, yeah, because why I'm saying that? Because uh, if you see their work, they create a demand for uh, policies, for example, I would say, uh, let, let's take the example of Bihar where IPEC was working with uh, mm-hmm. Nitesh Kumar. Mm-hmm. So, they were able to get him seven, like they were able to make uh, like they got seven promises from Nitesh Kumar for their state. And these all seven promises, what were they? They were like, her uh, dhar nal kachal. So... Nitish Kumar pro- promised that every household will get drinking water facility, tap drinking water facility in every household. Right. So that policy was implemented in Bihar. And uh, you see, recently, Prime Minister also copied that model for the whole of the country. Yes. So these are the impacts that uh, uh, an institution like IPAC is making. And they have done... like. Campaigns in six, seven states of India, and I think they, their campaign and all has benefited a million of people in this country. So yeah, they are doing a great job, and uh, uh, I liked every bit of working with IPAC.
0: That's amazing. So uh, My, after IPAC, you joined the fellowship or the Aspiration District Fellowship with the Ministry of Home Affairs. Yes. So, what kind of projects do you do? What kind of projects or what kind of assessments that you do under this such kind of fellowship?
1: So, Sanjum, uh, this fellowship, aspirational district fellowship, is uh, is a fellowship by the Ministry of Home Affairs, mm-hmm. Government of India. Right. So, they uh, they actually give you a chance to work with the district administration. Right. And 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 you help district administration in, Right. Uh, like, strategy planning of different projects uh whatever the district has to implement you help them in planning strategizing, monitoring and implementing right so uh currently like if, if uh, i would give you some example of the kind of work we do so we are looking after the aspirational district program of uh, government of india in this district uh so, so, NITI Aayog ranks every aspirational district of the country every month on the basis of their performance. On There are several indi- indicators on the basis of which they are ranked. These right. indicators are from education, health, agriculture, and basic infrastructure sectors. Right. So, uh, our district got second rank uh, in a month all over India. Mm-hmm. And uh, according to the uh, rank, we got 5 crore rupees allotted from the government. So, Government of India gave 5 crore rupees to this, this district. And then we had to plan uh, how do we want to spend this fund. I personally thought uh, we should spend this money on the healthcare. And we did a gap analysis for the all the primary hospital facilities in the district, mm-hmm. including the district hospital. Right. So, we did the gap analysis and we found there are lots of basic things, basic things like not each of the bed of the district hospital was like had a uh, centralized oxygen supply. So okay. we are doing a centralized oxygen supply in each of the beds. Like there are 100 beds in the district hospital. So we will be doing centralized oxygen supply for all the hospital beds. And we will have ultrasound machines, We, we will have ECG machines. So... This is one of the example of the kind of work we do. We identify the gaps and uh, through the money that is available with the district, we try to fulfill it. There are lots of other work we are doing. We are also working on monitoring of uh, the government scheme. So we have developed an app for monitoring of a, a village health and sanitation day program of the government in uh, this district. So what uh, I will tell you something about this uh, village health and sanitation day. Right. So in each of the villages, a camp is organized every month. Uh, This this is a medical camp where uh, anyone can come and get the help from the nurse who is available there. Right. They basically focus on women and children, immunization, Mm -hmm. and uh, antenatal care checkup is done on these days. So. What usually happens if if you don't monitor, these things doesn't take place. So we have developed an app where uh, the supervisors can go and uh, check like whether it is happening or not. And then they can also review the entire camp. They can review which all um, equipments are there with the uh, Sahiya and uh, A&M. So yeah, we are uh, trying to strengthen this uh, already going on existing scheme in the district.
0: So policy implementation is one core uh, work related. uh,
1: Like personally, I don't feel we need to do new things. Mm -hmm. Uh, We try to strengthen the existing thing. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Whatever is done, we try to strengthen it so that uh, maximum people get the benefit of it.
0: Great, great. That sounds very interesting and very accomplishing and satisfying kind of work role.
1: Yeah, uh, it okay. is satisfying because uh, you learn a lot also. like You you, you see how the government is functioning, you learn from them how actually the policies of the government is being implemented on the ground.
0: Mm-hmm. Generally,
1: in, you see all these things in newspaper and television, but here we get the opportunity to actually be the part of the system and See how things are being implemented, and we can also uh, bring in the change by introducing some technology or some anything that can improve the service delivery. So yeah, I think it is a great opportunity for anyone who wants to even if you if you have a dream to uh, do something in the public policy area, right? Or or in future, if you want to work with any minister, any. Any... institution who is working in the public policy domain, I think it is one of the greatest opportunity to have this thing. Right. Yeah.
0: So to grab such opportunities or the experience uh, of having working in the government sector, so uh, what are the steps that come when it comes to selection to such fellowship? Any kind of specific education background is required or what are the criteria that people in the administration or in the panel uh, take care of while Selecting any kind of fellow.
1: So then, like, if if you talk about development fellowship, there are lots of fellowships which which have different kind of objectives. But but one thing that I see common among all the fellowships, and even in this fellowship or or, or any of the other government fellowships, mm-hmm. is that they they look for diversity in the crowd. Like you know, any fellowship that will have a lot of people from diverse background. Right. so yeah but yeah uh, what what do they look for they they look for people with who have some professional skills like they need to know about ppt presentation skill uh, other things like problem solving skill interpersonal skill like how do you talk to people right. they also look for people with an innovative uh, mindset right
0: uh,
1: but but most important thing that they look out for is uh, people who have leadership potential because the aim of all these fellowships, like in whichever arena they are operating, their aim is to develop future leadership in the development sector. Mm -hmm. So they look for people who have leadership potential so that it can be developed and nurtured.
0: Great. That is an interesting point that having a leadership uh, skill, having a potential of being a leader is the key yeah. essential factor that they look for while selecting any kind of fellow for any kind of future work.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, and the rest of the skills are like the common professional skills. Like, like you need to have good written communication skill, speaking skill, problem-solving skill, critical analysis skill, all these things. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's great. And post uh, all these fellowships, like once the period of fellowship is over, what kind of future mm-hmm. avenues come in front of the fellows who have been graduated or have completed the graduation? What are the future aspects sir, that are available for people after pursuing fellowships in rural development?
1: Yeah, so yeah, like uh, there are lots of opportunities these days. Depends on you. What, where do you want to do go and where do you want to work?
0: Mm-hmm. A lot
1: of people also go for further studies uh, because. Experience in rural development is very valuable anywhere in the world. Right. And then uh, these days, especially, there are lots of opportunity in public sector also. Uh, because, uh, it's organizations like Niti Aayog, they, they regularly recruit people in different domain of development area. They recruit for ex- experts in health sector, education sector. They look, they hire young consultants as young professionals. Ministry of Rural Development and Ministry of Finance from the Government of India. They, both these Ministry of Government of India, they recruit consultants. Okay. And these things I am talking about other than the regular government job, like not you. I am not talking about UPSC and something like that. They hire people as consultants in rural development area, especially right. in the Ministry of Rural Development. Right. And then uh, these days, uh, many state governments are also hiring such people they generally hire for a contractual period but this is the contractual period is including like they are hiring them for three to four years okay and uh, a lot of state governments are hiring and apart from that uh, there is um, multiple opportunities available in the private sector Mm -hmm. Uh, one can uh, work in development organizations like unicef world bank etc Right. And there are few consultancies also, uh, like the Dalberg and mm-hmm. FSG. Mm-hmm. They particularly hire, because they work in the development sector. So they hire people from this background who have some experience in uh, uh, rural development or social sector. There are also impact investing funds, like the, the Wiscar Group, if you have heard about. And I have personally seen uh, many people who have set their own enterprise after fellowship. Oh,
0: well, that's interesting. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, So uh, from my own batch in the SBI fellowship, there are two, three fellows who have set their own enterprise. And also, yeah, a lot of uh, social enterprise is also emerging from fellows from the different uh, fellowships.
0: Right. That's an interesting yeah. new point, and it's I guess so uh, this gives a broad perspective to the future areas wherein fellows can work in multiple domains, be it private or be government, so it's yeah. a very broad area right and being an entrepreneur yeah. or going to studies in foreign universities yeah. to having...
1: you, any anybody who is taking a role in public policy, I think uh, this fellowship uh, is a great platform to learn uh, because if if you want to draft policy or if you want to influence policy in some way, I think it would be great to have some on-ground experience.
0: Right. Otherwise,
1: uh, a centralized approach is not always good for the country.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. So it's an exposure unit wherein you get to understand the ground, what is happening on the ground, and uh, then you understand the people and frame it better.
1: Yeah, of course, like personally, I feel only education, be it anywhere, like you study in any university, it doesn't matter at all,
0: mm-hmm. unless
1: and until you don't spend some time seeing the delivery of public services, interacting with the community, uh, I don't think uh, you'd actually understand the field and you'd be able to do something really great.
0: Yeah, until unless we don't have any real-time exposure to the ground root yeah. level, right.
1: True. That's interesting.
0: True. So very interesting conversation we had with you, Mirigendra, understanding from scratch what is a fellowship to the future aspect and understanding what are the requirements to be a fellow. It was such a pleasure to have a conversation with you with such insights We are so happy to have this conversation. Thank you so much for coming for the podcast.
1: Uh, It was a pleasure talking to you, Sanjay. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Yes, thank you. Stay tuned with the podcast and we launch every Monday a new story to keep you inspired. Happy listening, Podcast Cods.